0: You'll see a lot of times where countries are under emotional duress, either in famine, whether it's a dictatorship. So, for instance, when you say Germany, everybody's going to think, okay, Germany, you're going to think Hitler. Because Hitler came in and he had emotional events within that country that to this day people know that when you speak of Germany, they know that that's the birthing place of Hitler. That, that is actually a soul wound in that country. They have to know how to wring that out and get beyond that which Hitler has done to that country so that the body of the people can move in the freedom of the principles of what the kingdom intended for the country of Germany.
1: Come on, somebody. That's just a taste of the level of insight that you are going to enjoy on today's podcast with Dr. Barry Linhart as I had a chance to catch up with him while doing an event this past weekend in North Carolina. Don't forget that you can catch the Voice of Manifestation himself, John Fuller, and the original Are You Real podcast every Wednesday on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your host of Are You Real Government, Dub Alexander. Enjoy the show. Government is everywhere, personally, nationally, globally, and heavenly. Welcome to Are You Real Government, the premier media outlet where we discuss what's going on around the world and how to release God's governance, the kingdom, into it. Each week, we'll be equipping you with kingdom understanding and giving you the inside track to government leaders around the globe. Now get ready to get real about government with Are You Real Government? It is my great honor to introduce to you my friend and mentor and the greatest influence in my life when it comes to the things of the kingdom, Dr. Barry Linhart. Thanks for being here. just want to say thank you. Absolutely. I couldn't find a better person to touch on this topic. So in my first Kingdom in Government podcast, I mentioned that I believe that a true kingdom statesman will walk in the following seven attributes, developed character, kingdom understanding, inherited wisdom, favor expectancy, prophetic skill, emotional intelligence, and self-awareness. And our colleague, Dr. Tina Hay, did a great job a couple of weeks ago digging deeper into the subject of character. And today I'm excited to continue the true kingdom statesman series by having you share with our listeners on the subject of kingdom understanding. And uh, I'd just love for you to begin by simply defining what the kingdom is.
0: Yeah, the kingdom is, uh, <clears throat> what that word back actually implies is a king and his domain. Under the tutelage of Dr. Miles Monroe, there were some concepts that he brought forth, I believe, in a very powerful way. That the kingdom is something that is requires for a king to have that title. You have to have territory and something to have dominion over And I think of the consciousness of God is he really does believe that he has territory, that he rules. Therefore, the word kingdom, uh, king and his domain, applies to him personally, and he actually rules through a governmental structure. Most people have a consciousness that God just sits up there because he's God and he can do anything he wants true in in a large concept, but as far as his structure, he has decided to move the way he actually does in the concept of a kingdom, meaning there is a king in play and there is dominion to be ruled over.
1: Could you expound a little more on how the kingdom is governmental in nature in both its structure and its function?
0: Yeah, it's a, actually a very fascinating thing. When you start going down the the mind of God and begin to understand the consciousness of what he rules from. We can start from the cross, actually, and see that as Jesus was crucified, they actually titled him the king of Jews, the very essence of the first word king. They actually challenged him, are you actually a king? When you begin to run that down, the thought of, okay, so what is a king? Then it actually implies that there's a governmental structure that he is actually ruling over. So one of the things I love to hear about and actually talk about, is to how does that work? What is the structure of a kingdom? What is the, what is the uh, criteria? How does that really flow? Because I believe a lot of things in the Christian environment, we actually treat God as some spiritual guy sitting up there that has a rulership that kind of at, at his will sovereignly just moves and does things versus even if you look at the angelic realm. It's very structured from the four living creatures, seraphim, cherubim, angels. You're going to see some things that he actually puts in place, and he honors the very uh, structure of what that is. And I believe that when we begin to move in that consciousness, you'll see the movement of God's voice come through a structure. For Even in the Lord's Prayer, when we say, thy kingdom come, what does that imply? What, What is he actually saying when he says, thy kingdom come? what it means is that he actually believes that we are actually kings. When he says the thing, king of kings, he's implying not somebody that's sitting actually in a kingdom or a governmental position only, but he actually implies it towards his own children, which brings up a very powerful point. When you are, are born again, you are born from a king. The issue there is, is that when he understood that when he created you and me, is that a king has to have dominion. Therefore, we could not remain in heaven because the scripture is very clear that we were in him before the foundation of the world. In order to have a king, he has to have a territory since God was already in the unseen realm. He had to have uh, an area for these children of God in a territory of their own, which was in the seen realm. So that implies that God is very, very... um, true and honest to his protocol because you cannot have two kings in the same territory and call them both kings you're going to have one that is a king that is actually the king which he is of the unseen realm and then you have those that are us that are kings in the seen realm for us to be in heaven with the title of a king it would be an exiled king because an exiled king is somebody that had territory at one time but no longer has the dominion over it because he's not in that territory so you'll see that the process of what he thinks and how he thinks is that all of us have to have dominion in order to, or something to dominate in order to hold the title of a king. So with that being said, we have the privilege here on earth is to find the purpose of who we are in what place that we have the ability to bring kingship to means that you have the ability to rule. So in understanding that principle right there, um, one of the first criteria that we have to find out as ourselves personally is what is our
1: purpose in what kingdom or what sphere are we supposed to rule? Something that everybody who knows you uh, would know you by would be these little one-liners that I like to call Barryisms, And you have one about a pew. Would you share that with the people? (laughs) About
0: a pew, yeah. God did not put his son Jesus on the cross to have you sit in a pew. He put Jesus on the cross to put you on a throne. He actually says in the scripture that we are seated in heavenly places. That automatically puts you in a throne position. And when you understand the consciousness, there again, he's reinforcing protocol that he actually believes he made every one of us as a king. And so it's not something that we sit in a pew to receive something. A throne is something, a place where you utter from. Because the consciousness of a king, dumb, and his king, the king is ruled by his word. It's not up for vote. You don't get to vote. And that's why we're so powerful as a king when we utter something and we are congruent with that utterance. That's a key word there. Most of us have not become congruent because it begins to, to go down the road of um, you are a king and a priest, which is clear in the scripture also. Most of us hear this very carefully. We proclaim from the utterance of a priest while sitting in a king's position and the king's position must be uttered from a king's position, not a priestly one. A lot of people will utter priestly utterances from the throne, and the throne's designed to hear it from a king's position, not a priest's. So we quote scripture at things from a king's position, and we don't see things done because the unseen realm sees you as you're not congruent with yourself as a king, and it doesn't listen to a priest, it listens to a king. <laughs>
1: Man, that's some good, good, deep stuff. I'd love to hear you expand a little on that as far as priestly prayer and supplication versus kingly declaration.
0: What happens is is when we understand the roles of those two particular offices, we will begin to see clarity of movement, and you'll actually see power. I actually think that it's the way the the culture in America, especially when it comes to American Christianity, is that we, we've we mastered the priestly side. We know how to pray. That's a vertical situation where you go, it's between heaven and earth. And then what you're doing is you're actually getting governmental downloads to know how to rule on a horizontal level as a king. And what we have done is we've mastered the priestly role, but we don't know how to, to utter what we've heard. And uh, I don't know how many of you have probably, I've done it myself personally until I came into the revelation of this, you pray, 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 and you feel like you got a breakthrough and the unseen realm is waiting for your utterance and it has nothing to work with. It's just like when God wanted to have light in the beginning, he had to say something in order to see something. Everything in this kingdom is based on an utterance. It's not based on the download from the government. It's based on the voice from the government. And so when we pray, we get downloads. But when you get that download, that governmental, you know, special ops, whatever you want to phrase it as, as the inside information from the the government, you have to say something in order to see something. And I think there has been, there is a movement now to understand the reality of when Jesus was in prayer, please understand something. He prayed, he got his governmental download, he, he saw things. And then when he went into motion to demonstrate power, he said very few words and he had great manifestation. Stretch forth your hand, rise up, take up your mat and walk. That is not praying, that is commanding. And we have to get a consciousness back again to the revelation of what power is. Uh, most of us pray, quote unquote, for people to be healed. Jesus modeled commandments in order to be healed. Here's what's so powerful about that. When you see God in heaven, you're going to see a government. There is a department of health. There is a department of transportation. There is the department of finances. It's, it's whether a gold coin shows up in a fish's mouth, whether somebody's being healed by a commandment, whether you're being translated from one place to another, that's all under governmental structure. That's a transportation system, like I said. That's a healing department. That's a financial department. It's, again, we have to honor the protocol of what he set and so that the authority of what he has set can run through us as a king from a king. Kings always exchange wealth and they exchange glory of each other. God couldn't be more excited to outgive what you can give to him. The glory of a king is always to outgive a king. So when you begin to pre- position yourselves and give yourself permission to do that in a very powerful way, God can't be more excited because it's like any dad with a son. You always want your son to go beyond you, but you also want to overwhelm your son with the goodness of who you are. So he has something to model himself as being a, a, a son looking up to a dad. We serve a very powerful king, extremely powerful. So when I see and, and and honor him as a king and realize I'm coming from a position of a king, the king is going to try to outgive out you in, in every aspect of your life, whether it's your mindset, your mental uh, faculties of how you think, whether you financially give to him, everything from him is going to put you in a place better than when you started with him in the conversation. It's just that's the way a king rolls.
1: That's so good. I've quoted you in a previous episode as saying, when I see a person, I see a nation. When I see a nation, I see a person. And people really responded to me through social media about that specific quote in that podcast. And I'd love for them to get to hear from you firsthand what it is that you mean by that.
0: Yeah. One of the most powerful things, because as I travel abroad and and had privileges to go into other nations, I took the privilege of understanding that God actually sees a nation as a person Every nation has a spirit, every nation has a soul, and every nation has a body. And when you begin to move in the kingdom consciousness, you begin to say, okay, what has happened to this nation at a spiritual level? And when you understand that reality, you're, you're going to discern, is there, and again, I'm going to go governmental here, um, and bring it in also with, as a person, um, breaking this all down, but... As a nation, you have a spirit. Then you look at the soul. What has actually come into that nation and has disrupted the emotional makeup of that nation? You'll see a lot of times where countries are under emotional duress, either in famine, whether it's a dictatorship, whether it's um, somebody comes in and breaks the border and, and invades it. Those are called what I call significant emotional events to a nation. And what happens is, is the soul of a nation will be remembered. I mean, your soul will pick that up and it will actually harbor the feelings of what happened in that event. So, for instance, when you say Germany, everybody's going to think, okay, Germany, you're going to think Hitler because Hitler came in and he had emotional events within that country that to this day people know that when you speak of Germany, they know that that's the birthing place of Hitler. That, that is actually a soul wound in that country. They have to know how to wring that out and get beyond that which Hitler has done to that country so that the body of the people can move in the freedom of the principles of what the kingdom intended for the country of Germany. And so that's a, in, in a national level, you have to dissect that in order to free the people. Salvation in of itself may free you spiritually, but it won't free your soul. You have to hear that right. You're, you can't, you gotta challenge that because I know a lot of people that are saved and their soul is still a hot mess because they've never had the privilege to unpackage the fullness of salvation, which means you need to wring out your soul. And that's why Jesus said, I poured my soul out unto death. So he actually has an exchange to have for you to have a perfect soul. The question is, is have you given the privilege of salvation to show you in the revelation of salvation, there actually is a soul that needs to be wrung out or released into the whole soul of who Jesus was as a person. So that's the countryside of it. Now, as a personal side, every person has a spirit, everybody has a soul, and everybody has a body. Now, when you become congruent in the principles that I just shared with you, you will find yourself in a nation, that is asking for the government of you to rule it and bring the goodness of the kingdom, which is what God said in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, as you pro- progress in that whole process, is thy kingdom come. How is it coming? It's coming through a, a person and the form and the country of you. God actually sees you, or you need to see yourself as a country, because you are a country. There are, if you look at yourself as a country, you'll see things that come into your life. We call it the devil, people, situations. Those are called foreign policies trying to interrupt the constitution of the wholeness of who God is in you. Come on. And there are times that you need to understand when you're talking to somebody or an event is happening, you have to get in the, in the power of the kingdom to oppose the foreign movement that's trying to move in it, whether it's in disease, mental, physical, spiritual, that is a foreign policy moving in on the country of you you. Need need to know how to defend that and the reality is in the transformational process according to Romans 12 2 that your transformation comes by the renewing of your mind as a powerful statement because God's not going to renew your mind that's your job that is your responsibility that's why you see people at different levels in salvation is because some have taken the responsibility to take their mind back to new back to the mindset of God and some people still just have a mind on God a person with a mind on God is not going to get anything done. A person that has the mind of God gets
1: everything done. I'm telling you right now, you cannot get that just anywhere, people. <laughs> so, uh, so as you travel in other nations, what are some constant kingdom truths that you find everywhere?
0: Yeah, I think one of the most powerful things, I, I, when I step onto the soil of a nation, I always listen for the heartbeat for that nation. And because there's a governmental rule that we carry as a kingdom consciousness, and Jesus is very clear, he says, when the, you know, it's so interesting to me, I I listen to people and they said, when the gospel is preached around the world, the end's going to come. Well, which gospel? And they said, well, the good news. That's not what it says. It says, when the gospel of the kingdom is preached, then the end shall come. So I take that very um, seriously because he actually believes he has governmental authority that he would love to have released in particular countries. So, like I said, when I step into a country, first find, first thing you do is you find the heartbeat of what God has for that country. What was the original intent? What was the design for that? And you find the flow of that. And then again, you find yourself a, once again in a governmental position that, as Jesus did, he would always keep referencing that he was a king and the, he was constantly being challenged on that especially towards when he's going into the, the end of, uh, well, actually moving towards the cross, it was government against government. And uh, that's a whole other podcast, just understanding the political spirit and the religious <laughs> spirit. And when they marry together, that's just a, a force that the enemy has done very, very well. May I say this? Again, in the priestly role, I'm going to challenge the listeners. If the priest side was so powerful outside of kingship, then why is America in the position that it is? Why is the perversion and everything, the, the debt, the perversion, the consciousness that everything's okay, I just, you just love me, I love you, and it's great? What has happened is, again, the prayer side was, has been accelerated prolifically in the churches. The king side has not. So at the end of the day, the government, because we failed to show up in the governmental role, we are now under a foreign government, meaning somebody else without the consciousness of God is sitting in a governmental position, and at the end of the day, you bend your knee to that. Now you may bend your knee in a closet to prayer, but at the end of the day, you're bending your knee to the laws of the country. And so you've got to understand and that, that's a that's a force that needs to be Um, apprehended once again for us to take the kingly role into governmental positions. And I will say it this way. In the act of the seven sons of Sceva, the demonic realm is very governmental. You have to have a signature in the unseen realm to be known in the unseen realm. How do you do that? Well, there's, again, that's another podcast. However, I'll just bring this out. I'm fascinated that in the, the vagabond Jews that were going around casting out demons out of people, They were using his name. Hear me very carefully. They used his name without becoming his name. Man. And what happened is, is they were trying to exercise demonic entities. And there's a governmental role even in the demonic side. They said this. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. You, I do not. So right there, it tells me it's governmental. Because you have to do certain things that will get the attention of authority that you've exercised, and the only way you're going to get authority is from a government. And if you think you're just <laughs> running around just as a Christian without and don't have a consciousness of governmental authority, if you don't recognize that, the unseen realm does. So you you know that what happens is the demon challenged those that were in front of him, and you run away run away beaten and naked, and you're under the tyranny of something that's more powerful than you because you failed to become the power of the kingdom. Therefore, we pay the consequence many times because we're exercising with the name of Jesus and can't figure out why we can't get away into the freedom of Jesus because we failed to become who Jesus is. We exercise his name, but we didn't become his name. And the unseen realm sees that and it goes, no, Paul, I know. He knows who he is. Jesus, he knows who he is. You don't know who he is. And you're using his name. That does not work in the demonic realm. It's very governmental. So that that kind of a policy right there, just studying that in and of itself tells you God is very structured in the government, and since the demonic realm mimics everything the kingdom does, structurally, it's done the exact same thing. If you're ranked lower than the power that's in front of you, it's a bad day for you. If you are ranked higher than the power in front of you, as David was towards Goliath, a man destined where? To a throne. When you are destined to a throne, even though you are not fully developed in it, you can overcome anything, even if if it's bigger than who you are. It's a bad day for the demonic realm when you're on your way to a throne. And it tries to oppose you to that throne as Goliath uttered the things against David. David was designed, prophetically uttered, and he says, you're the next king of Israel and you're on your way. Just because you're not sitting there does not mean you have the authority not to exercise it. You do. You have the authority. Here's a little sneak preview. If you want to know the size of who you are in the unseen realm, measure the size of the enemy that's against you. The best the Philistines could do is bring out Goliath. That's the best. But that told David, I'm at least that size and I am bigger than that. So there's an opposing thing that usually you'll find yourself on the path of going to your throne. Very large things will stand in front of you. Gates of hell are not off the path of righteousness. They are on the path of righteousness. As Jesus was a king, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. From the Father in heaven, identifying his son as a king on the earth, the Holy Spirit took him, led him right to the gatekeeper of hell himself, which was Lucifer. Jesus wasn't off the beaten path of righteousness. He was right on it, and he met the gatekeeper of hell. So there's, there's things that come along this understanding of kingship and understanding how to roll as one. I am not here to exercise the name of Jesus more than it is the privilege of the nature of who we are in Jesus to become as Jesus says, so are we in this world. 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in this world. Here's a a statement. I'm going to say this one. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. I'm going to do it. (laughs) You should live so powerfully and feel the privileges of the kingdom so powerfully on earth that when you leave this earth and go to heaven, you should you should not feel any different in heaven than as you do on earth because the spirit of Christ is the same here and it's the same there, so the reality is is have you given yourself permission to grow to the size that God is here than trying to get out of your body and try to experience God there
1: not everybody was ready for that <laughs> <laughs> you have you dropped so many pieces of truth in this last little segment here that. Each one of them could be a podcast all on their own. I'd love to touch a a little bit on what you were speaking about as far as as trying to move in power, but the, the authority aspect in the protocol of the kingdom, God chose to give authority over the earth to man. And so you can have the power of God from a priestly perspective, but until you're walking and partnering that with earthly authority, nothing is going to change as far as the structure of your specific nation. So I said this in, a, in one of our meetings uh, yesterday that there is a pen in Washington that is more powerful than your prayer. There's a, a debit card <laughs> that's partnering with a pen in Washington that is more powerful than your prayer because we've focused on the priestly side so much and we're lacking on the kingly side. And so we're preparing atmospheres from the priestly side of who we are as the body of Christ, but it takes a king to cultivate the environment and create change And that's why it's so important for us to begin to move in influence in the government mountain. So you spoke earlier about uh, when you land in a nation, you're looking for the heartbeat, you're looking for the original design or God's intent for that nation. So let's just talk about our nation for a moment. What do you believe God's original design for the United States of America was and is?
0: That's a a loaded question. Uh, (laughs) You'll be okay. I'll be all right. Okay. (laughs) Well, the original intent, obviously, I believe, um, as we have modeled very well, um, if you go back in the history of this nation, we're a very strong, giving nation, uh, and to the point where we almost overextend that, and I won't get into that. However, uh, you'll notice that a lot of the strong missionary movement out of America is going into other nations. We actually sowed into other nations' fields. And uh, anytime in the process of ruling, and please hear me on this, one of the natures of a king is to give. And what you do in a missionary act is actually moving in a governmental movement that you're going to give into another nation. As a king gives into another king of another country, a king will always give into, and the glory of a king, like I said earlier, is to outgive another king. So you'll see a missionary movement that actually started Early in this nation, uh, we sowed into a lot of nations, and the reward came back as a blessing to this nation. Because of the depth of who and what America is, I still believe that we have the privilege to model this nation as a kingdom of, quote-unquote, a kingdom of kings that have actually understood the role of a king's mindset and begin to take dominion and take the policies of heaven and bring them to earth. It's one of the few nations that I know on this earth that still has... Um, if I can say it this way, uh, to wait, to model a sheep nation, uh, it's under duress, a heavy duress right now, but I believe whether you want to believe it or not, this is my personal opinion. The reason Trump <laughs> is in office is because he knows how to model abundance. Most Christians don't. They have a poverty mindset, and they still are in survival mode and asking God for everything. God is not a, what we call a God of sufficiency. He's a God of overabundance. Yes. Trump is the guy who walks into the office, where most Christians, you know, I always ask this question, is name all the billionaires you know that are Christians. There's, always, there's always a cricket sound you're just going, <laughs> uh. But then you start thinking about all the people, when you name billionaires, you start cracking off. All Elon these, Musk. yeah, yeah, you start getting Bill Gates, you're going to have Warren Buffett, you're going to have all these people that start clicking off names. It's funny how we're drawn in our memory to champion the cause of a billionaire, but nobody wants to become one in the kingdom because they feel like it's, it's true humility not to have abundance, Calvary. which is the farthest thing from the truth. Jesus was so, so abundantly clear and even blessing bread. I mean, if he can bless a, a loaf of bread and <laughs> and you have the abundance of that, how much more would he have somebody that has the nature of him? Would God not bring a blessing upon his own nature? And so, again...
1: <laughs> I'm going to get some letters over this part, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You'll get I'm over big it. big enough. <laughs> you can handle that. It's truth. It's truth.
0: Yes, yeah, and that's why people... You know, here's the reality check. the The value of what a king gets is the glory of its citizens and what state that citizens are in. So when you look out on the people... Either the people are well-dressed, well-fed, well-housed, well-taken-care-of. future is secure. So you have to look on the church in and of itself. When somebody from the outside looks in, is this a company of people looking for freedom from disease, freedom from poverty, freedom? You'll begin to go down freedom from stress, relief, anxiety. I mean, the prayer life, and you see and a lot of it, is still people under the, the anxiety, anxiousness to be free from something. Listen to this. Slaves always seek freedom. Kings always seek territory. So when you understand the value of, are you a slave or are you a king? When a slave comes to a table, it writes down all of its needs. That's why Matthew 6.33 is so powerful. Seek ye first what? The kingdom. The kingdom. And what?
1: Righteousness. Because
0: that is his standing in his kingdom. You get that All of a sudden, here comes God. He's going to bless the nature because you found yourself in the kingdom and in the nature of him, which is righteousness. Everything is drawn to a right government that's being ruled right. If you're broken begging, that is not a king. That's a slave. Wow.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to have you back several times because there's so much here. Um, What what do you expect to see God do in our nation over this next year? (laughs) You're right. This is another podcast. <laughs> um,
0: what I begin to see and what I love is that, again, you have to unwind. When the political spirit and the religious spirit uh, bind together, uh, it's, it's very powerful. It's this very thing that back in the day of Jesus that he had to fight against. You'll see um, the Pharisees, Sadducees, and they're, they're in cahoots with the government, and they're trying to murder Jesus, and all that's in play. What I love about what's happening in in this nation right now, Trump walked in not as a politician, but as a model. He's modeling certain aspects that we we can't model. Wow. And God doesn't need a Christian to model the kingdom. I know that's a hard (laughs) thing to hear.
1: More emails.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's true. It is so true. God sent angels to men that were not, I mean, think about it for a minute, people. You got to think about it. When Abraham was going around with his wife and the king takes his wife, God spoke to a man that's not a Christian, said, Hey, you can't you can't take this woman and then the guy that's is in the the kingdom or is a king. He's not even saved. He went and railed on Abraham. Said, "What the heck are you doing, man? Are you trying to get me fried." That's yes, Barry paraphrased. but <laughs> right. but anyway, I'm I'm just saying. In order to model, if a Christian can't model something, God's going to use another source to model who He is. Now, it may become in the end of the day that it gets sanctified, justified back because somebody caught the spirit of what God's trying to do. But I'm so tired of saying, well, you can't do that. He's not a Christian. Well, stop it right there. The reason he has to go to the world is because his people fail to pick it up. So there's not a lot of people that can walk into office with billions of dollars and say, this is how you do abundance and this is how you get rid of debt. There's not a lot of people that can do that. Because the manifestation of what you say is the reality of who you are. You... (laughs) You can say a lot of things, people quote the scripture, but can you manifest it? And see, the world's not impressed by what you say. It's by what they can see when you have said it. And so when you have somebody that has the ability that has manifestation to back up of what they say they are, yeah, people are going to get behind that. Nobody's going to invest in a product. Nobody. When you read the brochure and you ask, I have a demand, I would like to purchase a product. And if a company can't produce the product of what they said, nobody's going to invest in it. A sure. lot of the American Christian culture say a lot of things about Scripture, but they can't manifest it. That's why there's no attract, attraction to it until you can manifest. And that's why Jesus said, you need to go wait uh, back, in the, back in the transition. Go wait in the upper elementary. You are endued with power from on high. Because if you go out and start quoting Scripture without backing of power, you're a misrepresentation of who I am. Therefore, what the enemy has done, he is not—he's not bothered by you learning Scripture. He could care less. What he's bothered by is when you can manifest it. That's when it becomes a confrontation between two governments. Because the uh, reality is, Satan really believes he rules a government. He really believes that he is a prince of darkness. He is a ruler of darkness, and he ro- he rules in that. And he's more congruent with himself than a lot of Christians are with the nature of God.
1: This is sad, but true. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> So what advice would you give someone who feels a call from God to work bringing the kingdom to the government mountain?
0: Yeah, I think it's like anything. I mean, God's really simple. I love the simplicity of God. Uh, The reality is, is, uh, as if any skill set that you want to learn, you have to get in an environment. If you want to learn hunting... Uh, you got to go run around with somebody as a marksman. If you want to learn something in the acting world, you got to go around other actors. If you're going to learn any trade, anything that you want to bring a skill set, is you got to run with the people that are in that environment that have have the um, time invested in order how to move and model yourself in these particular areas. Now, if you're going to go on a spiritual uh, side of that. Then you're going to have to get into the Holy Spirit and begin to unlock what that is to uh, model somebody on the government side. So if you're going to go governmental, you you get around people like Dr. Lance Wallnau. You're going to get around people that have an ability to see and, and see the, the landscape. I mean, we can get into some very deep waters very quickly here. Um, however... Getting into the governmental mountain um, requires, just as Jesus required disciples around him to understand his government, you have to have somebody that's under the toolage of they understand their kingship, they understand the protocol, they understand how to utter things, they know how to download as a priest, and they know how to take dominion as a king. Um, Those things, just like trying to learn about a plane by a book is one way, but you have to get in the plane to actually know how to fly that plane. So it's getting into that um, that environment of somebody that's already on the landscape of that, and get under the toolage of that, and that's the that's the simple answer. We won't get into anything that's any deeper than that right now.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. You mentioned Dr. Lanzmal now, and one of the things he always says is that there is power in proximity. Yeah, I think that's uh a- that's, that's where you're going with that right yep. now really yep. like that it's been a great honor to have you here today on are you real government i want you to tell the people where they can find you and access your products and your expertise
0: yeah um you can go to llbd.org and you can see that uh
1: that's the acronym for living
0: life by design and uh Here's the power of it. I think that most people and why we do what we do in living life by design is that we have to unlock every individual at a cellular level. Again, we have been trained under a um, a religious spirit that we model certain codes and eth, you know, um, principles. However, if you're not unlocked from the original, again, the unseen realm only sees you as a copy, not as a unique part of the kingdom. So moving in that way, uh, what we do is we unlock people at a cellular level, get them in their purpose, get them into the rightful place to bring kingship to the, the dominion or the domain that they can have dominion in. Once you're in your purpose, you will begin to see that you have the power to calm the storm as Jesus did. And the reason Jesus could calm the storm that he slept through was because there was no storm in him. Most of us still have a storm, in a storm in us because we haven't found the purpose, and that's why you feel anxious. You may be fulfilled in what you're doing, but you don't feel full because the storm still rages, and it demands that you bring the purpose of yourself to it to calm it. And that's why a lot of people are, are, are what I would say, they hide behind Scripture with a storm of anxiousness trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. They know how to quote the scripture, but they don't know how to be it because they haven't found the purpose of what God said when He uttered the
1: word about them when they were born. Wow. So it's all about the individual as a nation and how to bring kingdom governance to the individual yep. so that they can release the kingdom wherever yep. they're at. It's yep. So good. And you can look for a living life by design on Facebook as well, and that's where they're going to be able to get a lot of your, mm-hmm. uh, the berry the one liners that. Uh, will send you into a thinking spiral <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> for long periods of time. So are there any final words you'd like to say to our audience? Yeah, I think the the
0: power of us is we have the privilege to become the nature of a King. And when you understand the power of that and that we're not trying to be, uh, move off this earth to be with a King, but he put us on this earth to be a King. And when you so have the, good. when you have the privilege to understand when you have something to rule over, you have the right to change it. As long as you have an escape mentality to get off this earth, you don't have the right to change anything. Anything borrowed cannot be changed. Anything that's owned, you can model it to anything you want it to become. Come on. So the power of that is is I have the right to be as he is. So are we
1: in this world. So good. All right. Well, you heard it. Right here on Are You Real Government with Dr. Barry Linhart. It's been a pleasure, and we look forward to having you back on the show for an episode in the future. Thanks for having me. It's been a real privilege. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Dr. Barry Linhart from Living Life by Design. I would highly encourage you to go listen to John Fuller's interview with Nick Vujicic from this past week. It was phenomenal, and you don't want to miss it. I look forward to catching up with you next week. Until then, it's been Dub, it's been Kingdom, and it's been Real. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Are You Real Government? For in-depth resources, show notes, information on today's discussion, or to connect with your host personally, please visit areyoureal.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the other podcasts in the Are You Real family. Until next time, thanks for keeping it real with Are You Real Government.